Welcome to the Valley Point Podcast and Happy Mother's Day. Our big idea for today is be careful. We're going to be in Luke chapter 1. Enjoy and thanks for listening. Well, good morning and welcome to Valley Point Church. And again, I want to say Happy Mother's Day to you. My name is Eric. I'm one of the pastors here. And if this is your first time at Valley Point, I hope that today is really a meaningful and a memorable experience for you. So it's another Mother's Day. It rolls around once a year. It's the second Sunday of May. And I want to ask this question. What's different about this Mother's Day? Again, it rolls around once a year, second Sunday of May. What is different about this particular Mother's Day? Well, I want to present to you that one of the things that I think is kind of different about Mother's Day this year are the greeting cards and the sayings. And so what I've done as a help to you is I've gone out and I've researched the different cards and I want to share some of them with you so that if you haven't picked up a card for mom yet, it's not too late and you may want to try one of these. So check this out. Here's the first card. Here's to my birth, marking the last minute you ever had to yourself. Could be good. All right, here's card number two. Have a happy Mother's Day before your kids reach an age when they're completely jaded about Mother's Day. That doesn't happen, does it? Here's card number three. Happy Mother's Day to the person who uses my voicemail like a podcast. That's my mom. She's got that one. All right, how about this card? Happy Mother's Day to a mom who shouldn't assume my graduation means the end of my financial dependency. (laughs) And finally, all moms gave birth to a child except my mom. She gave birth to a legend. High five, mom. So those are the cards you may want to use or may not. I'm not sure. You'll have to figure that out on your own. But I want to think through what makes this Mother's Day actually different than the others, and it's probably not the greeting cards. So what makes it different? Well, I think the answer to that is it depends. And the reason it depends is based on the lens through which you view this day. I think we all kind of approach this day, and we all view this day through a different lens. And so I want to talk to the different people and the different groups that are in the room. And since it's Mother's Day, I think it's very appropriate that we start by talking to moms. You know, maybe you're here and you're looking at this, this day through the lens of being a mom for the very first time. And this is your first Mother's Day. Congratulations. Take in every moment. And I hope this is a great day for you. You deserve it. I hope it's a wonderful day. Maybe you've been a mom for a long time, and your house is full, and so is your heart, and you're happy, and you're content. Some of you are wondering who those happy and content moms are, because you'd like to have a sharp word with them, because you're frustrated, and hurt, and feel overwhelmed, because you're trying to balance work, and home, and everything in between. And maybe you feel as if you're really not being that effective. Maybe you view this Mother's Day through the lens of loss. And as this day has approached, 
this is your first Mother's Day without your mom because maybe she passed this year or maybe she passed a few years ago and that still brings a level of pain for you that has been hard to overcome. Or maybe this year you've experienced some other kind of loss. Maybe you lost a child or a friend or maybe you just sense that a relationship is not as strong as what it should be in your home or in your other friendships. It's just not there and you're sensing that loss and it just brings some sadness into this day. Maybe you're viewing this day through the lens of your mom being an amazing person. She's just incredible and you can't wait to get with her and spend more time with her on this day because she is amazing. Or maybe you're viewing this day through the lens of being a bit disappointed with that relationship. And maybe it was never as strong as what you had hoped for and what you had wanted. And so this day brings a level of pain. For some, this is a great day. It really is. For others, it's just kind of another day. And for others, it is a day that brings pain Whatever lens you're looking through as you think about this Mother's Day, Mother's Day 2015, it's here. However you're viewing this day, here are two realities. Reality number one is that it's here, and we can't hide from it, and we're not going to do that today, so we're going to talk about Mother's Day. And the second reality is I believe we all can benefit from this. So it's not just a day for moms and for women. I believe this is a day that we all can benefit from. So it's here. Let's have the conversation. And I believe we can all benefit from this. With that in mind, let me share our big idea for today. And this is what I want to spend the rest of our time unpacking. And our big idea is this. Be careful. Be careful. And what do I mean by that? Well, I want to take our time here and look at a couple of different verses in the Gospel of Luke that really shares the idea of how we can and how we should be careful. And then I'm going to roll out three takeaways for everybody. And again, this is going to focus in on moms and women, but here's the deal. I believe this idea of being careful is actually something that can benefit each and every person in this room. So even if you're not a mom, I want you to lean in and I want you to listen. You're not off the hook today because, again, I think we can all benefit from this idea of being careful, okay? If you have a Bible or a device, I want you to find Luke chapter 1. And we're going to look at two verses, verses 5 and 6. And when we get there, we're going to discover that we're talking about a family, And there are some interesting things that happen in this particular family. So Luke chapter 1, here's what verse 5 says. When Herod was king of Judea, there was a Jewish priest named Zechariah. He was a member of the priestly order of Abijah, and his wife Elizabeth was also from the priestly line of Aaron. All right, here's what we've got so far. We're given some historical context here we find right away that Herod is the king. He's kind of the guy in charge of the region. And then there is a priest named Zechariah. 
And we're given a little insight here that's kind of interesting. And that is he's from the priestly line of Abijah. That's kind of his heritage. And then we discover that there's a woman and she's from the priestly line of Aaron. So right away, we've got Herod the king. We've got Zechariah from the priestly line of Abijah. And then we've got Elizabeth from the priestly line of Aaron. And what we know about Zechariah and Elizabeth is that they are married. So we've got a husband and wife relationship happening here. And before we get into the story of what happens to them, there are some other interesting facts that we discover. Verse 6. It says, Zechariah and Elizabeth were righteous in God's eyes. Do you see that word righteous there? Nod your head a bit so I know you're with me. You see that? All right, it means correct. It means innocent. It means just. And so what we learn about Zechariah and Elizabeth is that they are righteous. They're correct. They're innocent. They are just people. So right away, one of the things we know about them is these are good people. And we should aspire to be like them. They are righteous. They are correct. They are innocent. They are just. And then it goes on to say in verse 6, they're also this. They are careful. There's our word, right? Our big idea is be careful. And this is our word. They were also careful to obey all of the Lord's commandments and regulations. That word careful comes from the Greek word amemptos. Amemptos. Kind of a fascinating word, isn't it? As a matter of fact, let's say it together. Ready? Amemptos. Again, amemptos. Now say it with passion and energy. Ready? Amemptos. Thank you. Here's what amemptos means. It means blameless. And the construction of the language here in verse 6 has this picture that accusations didn't stick to them. They were righteous, they were innocent, and they were just, but they were also careful, amemptos, they were blameless, and they lived the kind of life where accusations didn't stick to them. Now, to help you remember Mother's Day 2015 and the word amemptos, I have a visual picture for you. Ready? Mentos, all right? (laughs) So whenever you go to the store and you pick up the fresh maker candy known as Mentos, you can remember amemptos and Zachariah and Elizabeth and how they were blameless. Accusations didn't stick to them. And you'll remember this Mother's Day. Deal? Got it? All right. Amemptos. So they're righteous and they're careful. They are just and they are correct. And they're also blameless. Accusations didn't stick to them. Now, here's something very important for us to know. These are not perfect people. When we think about Zechariah and Elizabeth, they sound really good. They're righteous. They're blameless. They're careful. That sounds amazing. But they are not perfect perfect individuals. There is no such thing as a perfect human being. That does not exist. We know that. But the idea here is that they're living the kind of life that began to have impact on the people around them. And they were right with God and they were right with people. 
That's the description we have. That's what we know about them based on Luke chapter 1. Right with God and right with people. And when they weren't right with God, they made the choice to fix that. They adjusted things in their life to be sure that they were right with God. And when they weren't right with the people around them, they made the choice to fix that and to get right. So this is what is said about Zechariah and Elizabeth. Here's a question I want us all to think about for just a few moments. What do you want others to remember about you? Think about it. What do you want others to remember about you? Here's what people remembered about Zachariah and Elizabeth. And what do you want people to remember about you? We can't control what people say about us, but we can control how we live, which determines what people will think about us. And this kind of speaks to legacy, doesn't it? I think it does. And it's kind of interesting that we're talking about this on Mother's Day because moms, you have such amazing impact on your families and on your kids. You really do. And I want you to know you are legacy bound. If you're a mom in the room, you are legacy bound. And what do you want that to look like? What do you want others to say about you? We have the opportunity to shape that by the choices we make in how we live, just like Zachariah and Elizabeth did. So what did this look like for them? Well, they kind of had a problem. They wanted to have kids, and they were not able to do that. And that was a frustrating thing for them, and they were getting along in years. And so the idea or the thought of having a child was kind of passing them by. And one day, Luke tells us, an angel came to visit good old Zach. And he said, hey, Zachariah, here's the deal. Here's what's going to happen to you. You and Elizabeth are going to have a child. You're going to have a baby. You're going to have a son, and you're going to name him John. And you can kind of picture in the moment an older man who has already realized this ship has sailed. It's not going to happen. So you can kind of picture him saying, yeah, I don't think that's going to happen, angel. Look, I'm really old. My wife is old. I think that opportunity is gone. It's just not going to happen. To which the angel would have responded, oh, really? You want to doubt me, which means you're doubting God? You want to play that game? If you do, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make it possible that you don't speak until your baby is actually born. And in that moment, Zachariah lost his voice. Couldn't speak. Apparently, everything else functioned fine because guess who got pregnant? Yeah, Elizabeth, she becomes pregnant. Maybe it works better that way. I'm not sure. You can come to your own conclusions on that. But she has a baby in time, and she names him John, as they were asked to do. And Zachariah was able to speak as soon as the baby was born. Now, here's what we discover about John. So remember, Zachariah and Elizabeth, they are righteous, and they are blameless. And Zachariah had this little hiccup where he kind of doubted God, and God took care of that. They have a son. His name is John. He's born. And here's what it says about John. This is absolutely incredible. Verse 17. He, speaking of John, will turn the hearts of the fathers to their children. And he will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. Wow. 
That sounds like a person who's going to have a lot of impact, doesn't it? He, John, he's going to turn the hearts of the fathers to their children, and he will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. So this guy is going to come along, and he's going to help children really pay attention to their fathers and to their fathers to pay attention to them. And he's also going to help those who have turned away from God to do an about face and listen to the advice and listen to the wisdom of the godly. This is a person who's going to have great impact in his life. And John went on to do that. That's how he lived. And you can read the rest of the story right here and discover he was an amazing man of God. How did that happen? You know, to just come out and he begins preaching and helping children obey their fathers and helping those who are rebellious turn back to God. Did that just happen? I think it happened because he had the call of God on his life. There's no doubt about that. But I believe he also grew up into that kind of an individual because of what he saw lived out in his parents. And maybe, in particular, the deep faith and belief of his mother. Now get this. Here's what's said about her. She's righteous. She was correct. She was just. She was innocent. She was also careful. She was blameless. Accusations didn't stick to her. She made the choice to live that way. And I believe what we see lived out in John beyond the call of God is what he saw in his mom and in his dad. Okay. All of that sounds wonderful, doesn't it? Yay for Zachariah and Elizabeth and John. That's all great. But this is Mother's Day 2015, isn't it? So, I believe it's possible today to live the same kind of life that Zachariah and Elizabeth lived way back in their day. To be righteous and to be careful, that's our big idea, to live a blameless kind of life so that we have the ability to impact the lives of the people around us. And in particular, on this Mother's Day, we're talking about kids and family. We can live that way. We can make that choice. I think the question becomes how. Because that doesn't just happen. It's not automatic that we're righteous and that we're careful. How do you actually pull that off and begin to have impact in the lives of the people around us? And so what I'd like to do is share three takeaways with you. And moms, this is going to be specifically for you. But again, I want everybody else to pay attention. And I want you to take good notes right now because I think this is appropriate for every single person in this room. If you desire to have impact in your family, in your workplace, students, if you desire to have impact in your school, then here's a formula, here's a way that we can do that and live like Zachariah and Elizabeth. So here we go. Number one, strengthen yourself with God's word. Strengthen yourself with God's word. Listen, 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 this is really important right here, and I want everybody to grab this and to know this. Never underestimate what time in God's word does to your heart, which will direct your paths. And never underestimate that. Don't forget about that. The value of time in God's word and what that does for your heart, which ultimately determines your path. Never underestimate time in God's word. Time in results in impact. If you're spending time in God's word, 
digging into this, trying to understand it, trying to apply it, there is no doubt that you will have some level of impact in the lives of the people around you. It's going to happen. And moms, your ability, think about this, your ability as a mom is so deep, so deep. But who's strengthening you or what's strengthening you? What's shaping you? What's encouraging you? What's building you? I would say allow God's word to do that. Strengthen yourself with time in God's word. I remember as a seven-year-old boy watching this happen to my mom. God really got a hold of her heart, and she just changed in some pretty dramatic ways. And one of the things that she began to do was to spend more time reading God's word, and she would pass along some of those thoughts to me. And I remember that as a young boy. And when she changed, I changed. That's just the way it works. That's what happens. So if you want to have a great legacy, if you want to be righteous and careful, strengthen yourself with time in God's word. Secondly, strengthen yourself with the right mentos. You with me? All right, strengthen yourself with the right mentors. And I want you to think about this for a second. Leadership is more than intuition and natural ability and what we have learned academically. Leadership is so much more than that. Leadership is really about who's impacting me because the person who's impacting me will also begin to impact the other people around me. How you lead will flow from who gives you strength. So what kind of mentors and coaches have you assembled around you? What do those people look like? And what's their relationship with God? And are they speaking truth into you? Because what they give to you is what you will pass on to others. And if you don't have those people around you, if you don't have that network of mentors speaking truth and even difficult things into your life, you're not going to be able to pass that on to others because you're not going to have it. It's just not going to be there. So strengthen yourself with the right mentors. And then thirdly, strengthen others then by taking relational risks. Do you see the progression here? You see it? Does it make sense? You're going to strengthen yourself with God's word and then strengthen yourself with the right mentors, with the right coaches around you. This is what you do for you. Timing God's word and the right mentors. And now we have the ability because we're standing on a strong platform of what God is doing in and through us and what other people have taught us to now be able to strengthen others and to take relational risks. And honestly, I think moms are great at taking relational risks. You're just really, really good at it. And I want to encourage you, if you sense that you are good, that you continue to do that by strengthening yourself with God's word and time there and also strengthening yourself with the people around you so that you can continue to take relational risks. We desperately need more and more moms doing that and more and more fathers and more and more leaders taking these relational risks. I'm thinking about moms specifically today, and you often do a great, great job at this. The rest of us need to learn from your example and continue to take relational risks. So think about this. Don't give up on the people around you. Just don't do it. It's too easy. It's too easy to stop trying. It's too easy to stop reaching out. So don't give up. Keep extending yourself. Give. 
when you feel like there's nothing more to give and pray. This is the example of what we see Jesus doing over and over and over again. And if anybody had the excuse to say, you know, I'm kind of done with you because you're not believing and you're not following. As a matter of fact, you're outright rejecting. And I need to be a stranger to you and to that mess. It was certainly Jesus. Yet he didn't give up on people. He kept trying. He kept extending himself. He kept giving and he kept praying. And I think it made a significant difference. So strengthen others by taking more and more relational risks. And there is something special about knowing your mom is for you, isn't there? There's really something special about that. Every Sunday morning at 7.45, I get a text from my mom. She lives in Illinois, and I don't get to see her that much anymore, but I get a text from her. I get others as well. But every Sunday morning, 7.45 a.m., religiously, she texts me. And she knows what series we're in. She knows what I'm going to teach. She often knows what paragraph I'm going to unpack. Sometimes she knows the big idea. And she'll text me and say, I hope you have a great time today. I'm praying for you, and I'm praying for Valley Point Church. I am 45 years old, and that is a meaningful text for me. Because there's something about knowing that your mom is for you. And so moms, keep doing what you do. Extend, give, take those relational risks. And I think it'll be a tremendous thing that we see happen right here in this church and in your families and in this community. Let me share an extra with you. And that is when you're in a situation where there's a choice to make and it's a difficult choice, ask yourself this question and give yourself 60 seconds to process. Here's the question. What would a great mom do? a great mom do? And you may not think of yourself as a great mom, and that's okay. You can still ask the question. And I believe if you pause in the middle of chaos, in the middle of stress, and take even 60 seconds, you'll have an answer to that. Especially if you strengthen yourself with time in God's word, and you have the right mentors around you. You're going to be able to think about what God says, and you're going to think about what other people have said to you and planted inside of you, and you're going to know what a great mom should do. And then act on it and have fun. By the way, this really applies to every category in life. What would a great dad do? What would a great husband do? What a great wife do? What would a great student do? What would a great friend do? And when you think about high levels of leadership, what would a great leader do? Just pause and give yourself 60 seconds to think through that, and I think you'll know exactly what to do. And again, if you're strengthening yourself with time in God's Word and strengthening yourself with the right mentors, that's going to come to you, and you're going to be able to act in a great way. Okay, big idea. Be careful. It's not just for moms today. It's for all of us, all right? Be careful and choose to be right before God. Choose to be right before God. That doesn't happen automatically. We've got to make that choice to take that step and act that way. So let's choose to be right with God because we all have an amazing ability to impact the people around us. Let's do that.
I'd like to invite my wife, Tanya, to join me on the stage and just to close out our time in prayer here. And I've asked her just to pray over our families, to pray over our moms that are here, and just to ask God to help moms, but also to help all of us to really think about being careful. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you so much for all of the moms that are here today. Pray, Lord, that you would bless them. Pray, Lord, that you'd help us as moms to uh, lean into you. Help us to take the time that we need to, to be in your word, and to be learning what you want us to, so we can make good choices and good decisions. Pray, Lord, that you'd also help us as moms to have good people around us. Help us to choose good mentors and learn from them. Pillar, that you'd help us not to give up on those in our lives, in our family, those that we love. Help us to take the risks that we need to. Pillar, that you would be with the families at Valley Point Church. Help us, Lord, to have great impact. Help us to stay strong. Help us to please you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. We'd also love to have you join us on any Sunday morning as well at the Garnet Valley Middle School at 9.15 or 11 a.m.